Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. I am your host, Manny G, and I am joined by TX Andy Man. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. How's it going? Oh, you know, going going well, Manny. I'm settling into this study routine. We just had a nice little chat about how I snuck away for a little game time uh, today. So uh, stuff's going well, dude. So you got to play some Pong, some uh, Monopoly. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> nice, some Connect Four. What else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Battle, uh, Battleship. Those are games that I play with my kids, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we do uh, shoots and ladders, uh, and we do um, uh, we do a lot of card games, believe it or not. We do, uh, what's it, War, and my boys, when they have track season, uh-huh. like all those kids are all about uh, card games, and so they have like four or five different card games. They, Poker's nice. not one of them. Otherwise, no? I'd be crushing those kids' souls. <laughs> but uh, no, man. Get in some dominoes. Yeah, right. Slap some bones <laughs> on the table. Be like the old neighborhood, Manny. Yeah. Yeah. I used to work at a uh, place called the Youth Care Center. It was mm. a juvenile detention center. <laughs> and they they, uh, they taught me how to play dominoes properly. When you say work, in air quotes, is that like... No, I, I was employed there. I worked... From like uh, <clears throat> third shift there. It was uh, oh, nice. a lot of fun. Cool, man. Until one of the kids wanted to beat me up and then I had to put him in a chokehold and then he's, you know, anyways. He wanted to beat you up. You beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> good times. Good times. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for uh, joining us tonight. And thanks so much for listening to the Anthem Show. That has been a really fun project I'm excited to continue doing that. We're going to be talking about the javelins next. Oh, yes. So I know it's it's in your feed, so it's probably a little hard to avoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, you know, if, if there's anything that you guys want us to talk about, let us know. Hit us up either on Discord or on Twitter mm-hmm. at The Anthem Show, or even send us an email if you want, feedback at theanthemshow.com. So, and episode three, that is, you know, we started releasing these on Thursday. Thursdays, it's a possibility that it's not coming out until Friday. Hmm. So I'm I'm not too sure yet. I will figure that out. Thursday is my day off. So it kind of yeah. makes sense for me to yeah. be able to edit that show on Thursday while I'm off and upload it for Friday morning. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll see how it falls this week. Well, I think, you know, uh, seeing as you were truly uh, the brains behind this operation and the Anthem show, uh, <laughs> You know, whatever's going to give us all, because I'm a listener as well, you know, uh, give us give us all, you know, the quality of, of work that you've been doing, you know, on the back end, right? The editing and, and making us sound pretty seamless, um, you know, whatever makes that a little bit easier. I think we'll all we'll all be pretty flexible, man. Indeed. So let's jump into some news. Some new titles are coming to Xbox Game Pass. So we happy few January 17th that actually just uh, passed a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And remember uh Compulsion Games, Andy? Compulsion Games was 
I don't remember. I could tell you. E3? Uh, E3 oh, okay. 2018? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, dude. Microsoft scooped him up. Yes, right. Yeah, We Happy Few was the last game. They're like at the end of developing that game. So it, it was all available on multiple platforms, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but it's finally yeah. come to Game Pass. I hear it's an acquired taste. Really? So, yeah. See if, uh, see if you like the flavor of We Happy Few. We Happy Few reminds me of, uh, who, it's Shakespeare, right? That's the quote, isn't it? Shakespeare? Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm, one of I'm uneducated. Quotes. I can't remember which one. <laughs> also is Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor, January 21st, 24th. That's coming to Game Pass. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm actually excited. I think I might download it. Yeah. I have always wanted to play one of the Middle Earth games. Same here. And I am, um, dude, I love that universe. I mm -hmm. love that world. I've I read all the books, watched all the mm -hmm. movies like a thousand times. Um, so yeah, just uh, J.R. Tolkien's brain is, is, is my cup of tea sometimes. Yeah. And that game looks awesome, man. For sure, man. Yeah, it, I've not uh, jumped into it. I know it's had its fair share of... Uh, hmm, Controversies? We'll say interesting uh -huh. <laughs> you know uh path they, uh, they fix those I issues say, right the yeah, microtransactions yeah. it's yeah it's gotten to a place where i think most people are pretty happy with it i know cyborg from uh destiny reset uh, mm -hmm. is a big fan so um as well as many many of the people that that we've played with so yeah that's something that uh i'll definitely give a whirl man nice and the reason why we're talking about game pass is because xbox is doing a promotion with sling tv uh, news.xbox.com says uh, grab your popcorn and settle in because the Xbox Game Pass is partnering with Sling TV to give you one month of all the games and live and on-demand TV you can handle for $1. That's a lot of content for a dollar, bud. <laughs> yeah, you have one month to uh, get all you can out of this $1. There aren't enough hours in the day, Manny. No, there's, there's, there's not. So they just started <laughs> this promotion like a day or two ago. And it's already, it's only going till January 30th. Mm. So if you're interested in that, Google, get one month of Xbox Game Pass and Sling TV for $1 and the site will come up. Um, I would just read the link to you, but it's a bunch of numbers and stuff and nobody yes. wants that. Symbols and numbers. <laughs> yeah. HTTP, <laughs> HTTPs and all that stuff. Exactly. Both of those are great products, by the way. And the fact that you can get them for a buck, if you've ever been on the fence, now's a good time. Absolutely. Andy, do you want to tell us about uh, Kojima? Oh, yeah, let's do it. So, do uh, it. seems that Kojima, our good friend Kojima, uh, delivers a two-hour demo of Death Stranding to Guerrilla Games. In 2016, Kojima was looking for a game engine for Death Stranding. Guerrilla Games was willing to hand it uh, to him in a wooden box. Uh, three years later, Kojima comes back and uh, rewards them with a two-hour demo. It was inside the same box. Inside that they gave the same the, box. Oh, but I thought that was in. a. I thought it was a figurative box. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but it was an actual wooden box that they oh handed them, and, wow. and it had like the source code or whatever yeah. a game engine is. <laughs> they handed it to yeah. him, yeah. and he and uh, yeah, he he came back three years later with the demo in the same box. Wow, that's so cool, and. Uh, Apparently, Gorilla was uh, speechless, of course. And when, when asked, uh, one of them said that uh, the game was uh, intriguing, beautiful, touching, 
uh, mysterious, amazing, artistic, thrilling, engaging, inspiring, and masterful. Uh, those wow. are those are a lot of uh, <laughs> those are a lot of words. Dude. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> a lot, man. And there's yeah. so many. They're like all over the place too. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like if you were to ask me to describe a game, it would be all of like. Uh, synonyms right uh-huh. <laughs> it'd be the same word just say it 10 <laughs> different ways you know but yeah uh, this guy's describing it seems like he's describing multiple things and yes. not just one game the meaning of life <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the interesting thing here is is you know as you mentioned you know guerrilla games has a little bit of skin in the game you know so of course exactly. is yep. it an unbiased uh, reaction and opinion, you know, that's that's for, I think, our listeners to decide. Nonetheless, the fact that someone was able to spend so much time with the game and, and come away feeling like that, you know, at least kind of adds to the um, the intrigue, right? Yeah, definitely. It, it The game looks like it's just going to be an experience. Like, who knows, dude, maybe the controls are going to suck. Maybe the, the, the combat's bad. Who yeah. knows? If, man, there is combat, right? There has to be. I believe so. Yeah. I mean, the, from what we've seen in the, uh, you know, in the, in the gameplay demos yeah. that they've like shown I'm, us. I'm looking back in my mind, trying mm-hmm. to remember things. Mm-hmm. And I just remember like the most terrifying images. Yeah. And yeah. Like, well, there's, you know, you know baby backpack, the, the baby and, generators. Yeah, babe, right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the heck babies have to do with this world. Weird but stuff. Yes. Um, no. Yeah. And, and there was uh I thought that one of their like some shadow creatures or something like that. Yeah, kind of yeah. Appear. So they had these lights that like f- they're like a f- three or four like flaps and they flapped. And I think that would like make it so they wouldn't see them. Yeah. Ugh, I don't Who know. Knows. Looks crazy, man. Looks like yeah. it's going to be an experience. Right. And, you know, as of now, uh, you know, I think we're still expecting maybe end of 2019 for a release date. But, you know, we still don't have a solid date yet. So exactly. Yeah, and you know, and that's you know, last Kojima I played, uh, Kojima game that I played from start to finish was um, Metal Gear Solid when he uh, when he introduced uh, I forget the the dude's name, the ninja dude, yeah, the, the ninja spy. Um, and I can't that, remember people's that's, names. That story was all over the place, man. It was just like, what is happening in this game? <laughs> You know, like, so the fact that we're already looking at all these trailers and thinking like just scratching our head, I don't know, like it could go either way, man. It could be like the most amazing thing ever, or you could just be like, what is happening in this game? Oh man. Yeah. Uh, Either way, man. You know what though? I will say Metal Gear, that Metal Gear game was a ton of fun. It was a great game. So if if it plays like that, then we should, we all have reason to be excited. So next up is about the card game Artifact. Artifact to the card game based on the characters of Dota has lost almost its entire player base in only two months. What? Yeah, this is crazy. And so the the makers of Artifact, they are the makers of Dota, the mm-hmm. makers of Dota. They are none other than Valve, who are the owners of Steam. Mm-hmm. So now that we know who everybody is, mm-hmm. you would think that this card game that they would make would be a, quite a big deal. Mm-hmm. So Valve with Artifact, they were looking to oust Hearthstone and Gwent and Magic, okay, right? They, yeah. were, they were wanting to be the next big card game. 
You so know, they didn't want they didn't just want a piece of that market share. They wanted the lion's share. Exactly. That okay. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, and big companies like that, that's how they play ball, right? They go big budget all the way because they want all the money. Mm-hmm. But it didn't do so well. And Paul Tassi in Forbes, he writes, uh, the game launched with an absolutely baffling monetization model, one that demanded $20 up front when most CCGs, collectible card games, are free. But then it continued to ask for money for additional card packs with no real way to earn cards or decks for free like in other games. The quote unquote benefit here was that you can sell cards on the marketplace and use the money to buy new cards. The entire system felt distinctly paid to win. And only in late December was there a revamp of the system to be a bit more generous and allow players to consistently earn cards, but the damage had been done. Mm. So, oh man, this is this is pretty crazy to me yeah. because it's just another example of a developer slash publisher really doing everything they possibly can to get as much money as they can from their player base. Yeah. And that is just a bad way to do business. And you know, the, the weird thing though, Manny, is that like my mind, common sense makes yeah. me think that this is costing all these ventures, right? That all these companies are undertaking has to cost them money, right? Yes, exactly. And, yet, and it seems like all of them lead to bad press and i mean if you believe you know youtube and gaming news and all that stuff like battlefield 5 is terrible and and ea and and activision and all this other stuff and yet they keep doing those same business practices so it makes me think like is it as expensive to make this stuff as i think it is because they keep (laughs) doing it it seems like they open up this terrible monetization uh practice make some money I mean, I don't know. Maybe they break even and they say, okay, on to the next thing. Let's get some more money off yeah. of these people. Like, what is it? Like, at some point, they have to just lose enough money to, you know, and, and I think we're seeing that a little bit with maybe what Activision is uh, going through, right? But yeah, at some point, you just have to decide, you know what? I think we we overreached a little bit. This is another good example, you know, this game, right? Didn't never, didn't even have a chance to get off the ground. And, yeah. and I imagine that folks were very excited about you know, something new in that marketplace, you know, but definitely, you know, and especially something based on such a popular franchise, you know? Yeah. It's, it's definitely baffling. These companies have people who are there and their full-time job is to figure out ways to monetize their products in such a way that it will completely maximize the amount of money they can earn from their customers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yet again, another company being way too aggressive with that. Yeah. You know, and of course, developers, they need to earn money. Um, but whenever they make an experience that's reliant on you continuously making purchases, mm-hmm. then, you know, it's it's clear to everybody that it's yeah. about the publisher's bank account mm-hmm. and not about, you know, the best interest of the customers. And in this over right. monetizing, it just it just kills the fun, mm-hmm. right? It's, it just takes the fun away. It makes it no longer a game. And so, yeah, some of these people are absolutely crazy. Yeah, man, that's that's nuts. Well, I'm glad that it seems like, you know, customers are at least a little quicker to respond with their pocketbooks, right? Yeah. Saying, nope, we're not going to support this anymore. So, so yeah, lost yeah. almost their entire player base. There you go. Good, that's... good for them. Good for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because there's a, a, you know, they made these changes to make it easier now. 
but it's still expensive mm-hmm. to play. And yeah. I don't know if there's a word for it or a phrase for it, but a lot of companies do that. So Treyarch, they have like their little, it's, it's kind of like a, the, the battle pass of mm-hmm. Fortnite, right? right? Where you, you know, through your gameplay, you earn enough, um, I guess, like experience or whatever to earn these things. And, and it was like, it started off with 200 tiers. So you would have to play for several hours every day for the entire duration of the event to earn everything, or you could pay money to buy, um, to buy your way up basically, yeah. you know, so they start off really aggressively and then they, you know, then they, they reduced it all the way down to only 100. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because that's kind of what they do. They, they push really, really hard over the line. They mm-hmm. listen to feedback and then dial it back but they never, never dial it back far enough to where it's really good for the customer. It's just like still kind of aggressive, still like a little too much, a little too expensive. That's all according to plan. Mm-hmm. And they knew that it was too crazy to begin with. They knew they were going to have to respond in order to appease their customer, but they, they started off at such a far point to begin with that dialing back even by 50%, even by half was like still, still, still yeah, yeah, out of insane, bounds, so. Right. I, I guess, you know, if we can take a page out of what Valve is going through right now and just from the get-go. The, you know, it's mm-hmm. harder though with those games because it requires you to make the investment up front, you know, especially yeah. especially like you, you, you purchase the game and then the annual pass and then the microtransactions come in after that. So it's like they've already made the bulk of their money, probably. Yes. You know? And sure. then everything else is just it's just icing, you know? So how do you fix that, right? We yeah. just we just keep on trucking, put the information out, be smart consumers, wait. Wait mm-hmm. to make our investment and then vote with your wallet. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. Up next, Manny, we have EA. It's EA's turn to cycle into oh, the news. Sweet. Give, give, we'll give Activision <laughs> All our a best break. Friends. We'll give Activision a break, or will we? <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> but uh, but here we go. EA cancels a large scale open world Star Wars game, and this is from Kotaku here. Our good friend Jason Schreier, who we like to borrow uh, some quotes from, uh, says in in uh, in a story from Kotaku, he says this project was codenamed Orca was very early in development, but would involve playing as a scoundrel or bounty hunter who could explore various open-world planets and work with different factions across the Star Wars universe. When EA's top decision-makers looked at their roadmap for the next few years, they decided that they needed something earlier than the planned release date for Orca, according to two people familiar with what happened. So, they canceled Orca in favor of a smaller scale Star Wars project that now aimed for much sooner, likely late 2020, which also happens to be around the time that I've heard next gen consoles will launch. Again, that's from Jason Jason Schreier. But yeah, EA sent uh, their statement out that this was part of the development process and that they were, quote, very excited about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order from Respawn. <laughs> um, and Respawn uh, are the makers of Titanfall, which, you know, they're great. You know, those Titanfall 1 and 2. And I believe that uh, they were formerly, formerly, um, before they became Respawn, they were like some of the original people that made uh, the Modern Warfare Call of Duty. So they, they have good pedigree. 
Uh, yeah. But still, you know, to you know something like this. Yeah. Um, just, I I would love an open world Star Wars game like this. Right. You know, mm-hmm. where you play as a scoundrel and you basically, I guess, role play as a bounty hunter or scoundrel, whatever. Mm-hmm. Man, that would have been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I mean, and it's a deep world, right? For us to dive into. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, your mind and your imagination just goes and goes whenever you think of a game mm-hmm. with the Star Wars IP in an open world setting. I mean, open world is more like open universe setting. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that that would have been awesome. It's it's total bummer. But I mean, projects get canceled all the time. Mm-hmm. But to hear of of a, a a project that is so appealing in the Star Wars universe, that's it's definitely a big letdown. Well, and it shows you where the motivations are, you know, for this uh, particular you know publisher. Yes, because you know I think most gamers, most true Star Wars fans, would absolutely love to just have an immersive experience something that's going to take them time a lot of time to uh to get through and you know as as you know, i have all the faith the world in the world in respawn I, I really do because i'm a huge fan of everything they've done right yeah um but their games aren't deep universes like that mm-hmm. you know i mean even you know, the modern warfare, uh, call of duties, which I, I think it's pretty safe to say most people, most fans uh, of that franchise, uh, and even fans of first person shooters hold those games in very high regard, right? Considered to be among the best call of duties that have ever been put out. Um, great stories too, single player stories in all of those games were awesome, but they weren't very long, you know, the, the, the drive, the yeah. focus of those games is more of a multiplayer first person shooter type game. And they're not universes that are, that are story driven, yeah, open expanses, you know, uh, open world experiences, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, it, it is definitely a letdown and, and to hear that EA isn't willing to make the investment in something, uh, not just, you know, necessarily time, but patience, uh, or I'm sorry, money, but patience and time, you know, sure. um, to, into waiting for something good that people will be excited about, you know, mm-hmm. instead, well, what can we get quicker? What can we pump out faster? You know, just yeah. keep that money, that, that printing press going. At least that's how it comes off. So, yeah. So, you know, this either means that there's a second Star Wars project in the works outside of what Respawn is doing. Or maybe specifically, they're just going to focus their resources on the the Jedi Fallen Order game, mm-hmm. and and that's all we're getting for you know for this foreseeable future. But I mean, we don't know much about what Respawn's doing. Like yeah. you know, remember if you remember during the EA's uh, presentation around E3, how like the dude from Respawn just kind of stands up and he's like, "We're working on a Star Wars game. This is what it's called, or whatever." Yeah. <laughs> he said he he didn't say anything. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. We'll see, man. All right, Andy. Our last story. Mm-hmm. Activision's Blackout 4 has a quote-unquote bug that causes players to feel like they were being shamed for not being a season pass holder. Did you hear about this story, Andy? I did. I did see that, uh, you know, when it first came out, folks were convinced that it was like an actual, not feature, but uh, something that Activision put in the game to sort of show everybody like these people (laughs) 
don't have all the content necessary to to uh to play you know certain modes or maps or whatever um mm-hmm. but then you know and maybe who knows what it was but you know later on we learned that perhaps it was a bug uh that uh, that was just showing uh, on screen visually uh you know i guess stuff that the game keeps track of to know where to match people and put people you know into different groups and games and all that stuff but uh but yes i had heard of it manny to answer mm-hmm. your question <laughs> yeah uh reddit poster nightmare and you could uh if you want to look up his post it's n-y-t-e-m-y-r-e he throws up a, a reddit post when this first happened he's got almost uh are over ninety thousand upvotes uh, Activision adds shaming markers to non-season pass owners of Black Ops 4, hoping season pass owners will peer pressure them into purchasing the pass. Sadly yeah. for them, they outnumber season pass owners greatly. So it, it's pretty funny. In his post, he put up some screenshots. Yeah. And and it, it's just the lobby. You know, there's like mm-hmm. a 12-player lobby. And almost everyone has this symbol. It's this... Uh, it's the, the yellow triangle with an exclamation point in the middle of that emoji symbol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it means like a ha- warning, right? Like warning or hazard symbol, yeah. Exactly. It means yeah. beware, warning, mm-hmm. something is wrong. Yeah. Right? So it's 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 really funny because they have come out, Treyarch has come out and said that it was a bug and they fixed mm-hmm. it pretty quickly. But somebody had to do this, right? At Treyarch, somebody had to make this happen. Mm-hmm. You know, there's coding involved here. So whatever their motivation was, um, you know, the, the community was just so quick to say, Hey, look, you're putting these shame markers next to our name <laughs> for people who hasn't given you extra money. We don't like it. Yeah. And nobody sought to give, uh, uh, Activision the benefit of the doubt here. Right. Because frankly, they don't deserve it. No, of course not. Yeah. Especially the way they you know, the way they monetize everything and, and even this game, they did it to themselves. You know what I mean? Everybody, yes. they had, they had so much goodwill in what, how, the first, how, oh, how many yeah. weeks of the game, Manny? Yeah. Maybe even the first month and a half. Right. Before they implemented their store and all that stuff. It was oh, like, yeah. we were yeah. earning everything in game. It was like, it's perfect. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And then... And then all the rest of it happened. And so, you know, they just, they, they just, I don't want to even say they burned up the goodwill. I don't think they even, it's even on their radar. You know, I don't think it even registers. <laughs> no, it's just I, like, they don't care. No, no. So whosever job it is to care probably is, you know, aged significantly since the launch of that <laughs> game, you know, but, uh, but yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's a $60 game. Mm-hmm. And they want you to spend more money for their their season pass. Right. And, you know, so you're spending a lot of money to play yeah. multiplayer for the most part. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you also get the, obviously you get your, your blackout, which is amazing. Yes. Still is a lot of fun. But a lot of customers got this game at Christmas time. So it's been less than a month and they're being asked to spend more money. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is this is pretty nuts, you know. The yeah. track they responded on Reddit and they said these triangles are only meant to display in parties, not in public lobby, lobbies, next to the party member's name if they don't have all the maps installed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to let your party know why some maps aren't appearing in rotation. 
So, okay, I yeah. get it. It makes sense, right? But the way they're mm -hmm. going about this is not great. Right. You know, you don't, you don't put this like emergency beware warning symbol next yeah. to somebody's name because the thing that is wrong is that they didn't spend more money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and we talk about it all the time, right? Fragmenting your communities and all that stuff, right? You, you, mm -hmm. you either match make people yes. into instances that have all the content, right? So you, however, in the back end and you separate out the hazard symbol people from the rest of the people, the non-hazard symbol people, yeah. you know, and then group them separately, you know, or... Or you have this, right, where you put everybody in the same pool, but you never see the the new maps in rotation yeah. because it's plain to see, at least in a small sample size, that uh, there are by far more people who don't have the uh, the annual pass versus the ones that do, right? <laughs> yeah. So if you're lumping them all together, then, you know, nobody gets to play the new content anyway. So it's... It's just not smart uh, business yeah. to so soon after you launch the game, start asking people to give you more money for, oh, here's another map. Look, we just, we oh my gosh, we're so good at this. We made another map. Or yeah. did you make everything and then you're just piecemealing it to us as, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah. oh, oh man, yeah, it's so slimy, man. The way they do business. It's pretty slimy. So the yeah. way it's supposed to work is that when you're in a party, not in a public lobby, you know, your your friends can see your mark of shame. Mm -hmm. And, you know, was it, it, it the message is clear. You didn't spend enough money. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, there's no real nice way to put that. And and mm -hmm. it's it's it feels scummy. So I think um I think it's a bad business business practice to just release these map packs that people have to pay for, you know, they're making so much money on their microtransactions already. Mm -hmm. Certainly that will justify the cost of producing new content. Just give um, it to everybody to keep. Just, yeah. Just I give think it to keeping people. your player base is, is a, as a much uh, greater benefit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, is, you know, $40. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure if you gave people all those maps and said, Hey, you know, or, and, you support that by by buying these these skins, which, by the way, you can also earn in game. You know that yeah. would get people on board so fast, so fast. People would be yeah. rushing to your defense the minute anyone even hints at the possibility that they could be shaming people with these symbols. You know, but no, no, they don't. They don't want that. They want they want the triple dip, buddy. <laughs> they want they're <laughs> masters of the triple dip. Yeah, we know that other Call of Duty games had similar features. It's it's just the Activision way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Triple dip. Triple dip, by the way. Triple dip, <laughs> by the way, for those of you that don't know, is when they sell you the base game, sell you the annual pass, and give you microtransactions. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> so, That's right. Anyway. They go on, all. Um, uh, David Vanderhaar, he's the studio design director, and he um, he doesn't have anything to do with monetization. Right. He doesn't like he he's the, the game director. He makes the game go mm -hmm. and he makes it what it is. You know, he's he's definitely one of the big reasons why Black Hat is so good, mm -hmm. you know, but he he tweeted this thing out that I just got a huge kick out of. And uh, 
it, it says uh, changing all my bullet points. And, oh, that's so And each funny. one is on a new line, and he's using the uh, the warning symbol, changing yeah, all of my bullet points. Simple. And then he said, "Too soon." It says it was a bug, not a conspiracy. Although I like your enthusiasm. <laughs> and truly, truly, like I, honestly, I do believe that. That is yeah. the simplest explanation. I'm. I am sure that that is what happened, but that's not, I don't even think that's the issue at this point. The issue exactly. is the environment that Activision has created, you know what I yes. mean? And it, it's, it, it's, it's telling of a bigger issue, which is they just want to get a pipeline from your wallet into their bank account. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Right. And everything else that happens is a the is a result of the chaos that they've created, you know. So, yeah. So the 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 bullet po- the 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 warning symbol, uh, you know, warning symbol gate uh, twenty nineteen, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, is a is a real thing in the minds of your consumers because that's the environment that that you yourself have created. So exactly. I mean, like I said, they. I enjoy the game. It's a fun game. I don't support it through any additional microtransactions. And uh, and I'm not going to purchase any other maps that come out anymore because I think I have more than enough content to uh, to satisfy, um, you know, what I need from that game. But they're not yeah. going to get a one more cent uh, out of me. I think it's fair, it's fair that uh, the cost of developing games has probably gone up a little bit. And I'm happy to support it by, you know, buying the game in the annual pass. For me, a video game purchase these days, if I want the entire experience, I've accepted that it's going to cost me around $100, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. But anything beyond that, I'm not I'm not going to give you my money. Unless, of course, your digital extremes, in which case I'm happy to support uh, <laughs> your project because it's uh, of such great quality and your your heart is in the right place. So, yeah. It's up so, to them. Yeah, if, if you find that you have this mark of shame, you have nothing to actually be ashamed about. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> we'll tease you, sure. We'll make fun of you, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not true. We won't do that. Well, Andy, my buddy. Yes. That sounds like a show to me. What? Get out of here, Manny. Yeah, that is it, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And um, we would like to hear from you. So if you would like to give us any kind of feedback, just go over to GamingAdventureClub.com and you can find a spot for our Twitter. You could even send us an email. There's even a little spot on the bottom of the webpage where you could just type right in there. And we would also like to hear your speak pipes. You could actually send us a speak pipe. We'll play it here on the show. Speakpipe.com slash gaming adventure club. Andy, do you want to do the patron shout outs? Oh yeah. Yeah. Big old shout out to all of our patrons or our patrons. I always say patrons. Our patrons. Uh you guys are awesome. Uh we, we you know we we'll never get tired of shouting it from the mountaintops. Uh that we love you guys. You guys make this happen. You ease up the burden of uh, you know, making this podcast. And so we really appreciate it. And, uh, and we do want to send out a special shout out to all of our new patrons. Uh, the Matu, first and foremost, Matsky, who's, uh, who's uh, been around for a really long time. Most of uh, our 
regulars know him uh, very well, but he's jumped on board and uh, is is supporting us as well. We really appreciate it, Matt. And the, and also these two gentlemen that you guys <laughs> might know finally decided to uh, jump on board the patron bandwagon. Uh, your very own aka manny g and yours truly a tx andy man so uh you know we we uh we're also big fans uh of of our community and so we want to support it as well but yeah thank you very much guys and uh uh, you guys know manny manny gives the plugs every week if you guys feel like uh you want to chip in uh some some funds for for the cause then uh you know they'll they'll point you in the right direction but we really love you guys uh, Manny's going to talk to you guys about giveaways and all that good stuff, but uh, but I, we do want to say thanks. Yes, thanks a lot, guys. And yeah, actually, that was like giveaways. That was like the the primary motivation to become a Patreon for me. You know, I, I had always thought of it as like I'm doing all this work to produce the show. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be paying myself for it. I thought that was funny. But then I thought of it as like you know we also do giveaways as well. Mm-hmm. Like we're giving away. Actually, Lurson helped to sponsor uh, part of this, but we're giving away a couple copies of Anthem to our Discord community. And, and so I just thought, you know what? Why don't I just throw, you know, three bucks in a month as a part of the pool? And that'll add up over time and it'll just be a part of the giveaway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we do have like a couple bills or whatever, but no big deal. You guys are taking care of it. So thank you. Thank you so much, everybody. Didn't mean to dwell on that forever and ever. But um, if you like the show, then I would ask you to do one thing. Head over to iTunes and give us a review. iTunes is an awesome way for new podcasts and uh, uh, to get discovered, right? I know we're not so much new anymore, but the way people find podcasts is through positive reviews. So the, the iTunes algorithm makes those shows kind of rise to the top and make the, makes them a bit more discoverable. So Andy, if anybody wants to come hang out with you, buddy, where can they find you? Oh, you can find, well, currently you can find me in my, either uh, in the locker room at work or in my bedroom <laughs> reading. Um, but from time to time, uh, you will see me on Xbox, Xbox Live, TX Space Andy Man is my gamer tag. Feel free to add me. I'll probably make some time to jump in and play games here and there uh, as as the weeks go on. But, uh, but yeah, you know, if you see me on, feel free to crash the party and and uh, send a friend request send a message whatever uh also on twitter andyman228 uh I, i'm not super active there but i will respond uh, eventually so feel free <laughs> to follow me there how about you manny uh yeah just uh aka manny g on twitter on xbox and also in our discord so yeah if you are listening to this and you are not a part of our community then go to gamingadventureclub.com slash discord and join us Lots of fun to be had there. Absolutely. So guys, gals, dear friends, until next time, have an adventurous week and take care of each other. You keep cutting out on me, Manny. Do I? Okay. Yeah, I'm like, I I hope he's talking.